Welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. And we are solo casting today, talking about two hard topics, student loans and burnout, and how they are so intimately connected with one another. But before I get in there and drop you some truth bombs, let me tell you about my friend, Dr. Phil Boucher. He is over at Raising Good Parents podcast. But most importantly, I want you to talk about his on-time MD course. So it's 2021, and hopefully you finally committed to this year being the year that you get your notes closed and you're not spending all evening when you could have left work with a closed slate. OnTime MD teaches us critical time management strategies tailored specifically for the unique demands that we face. Strategies that cover the exam room, inbox, EHR, meetings, etc. His most popular module, How to Delegate Without Dumping, addresses how to hand off tasks to your staff in a way that doesn't make them feel dumped on, but actually inspires them to do their best work. So the amazing course creator, Dr. Phil Boucher, pediatrician, podcaster, all-around badass, he wants you to join other physicians to understand the value of your time, but that are struggling to make a clear and executable plan of action. I think you should join today and make sure you use the promo code 2021 to save 15% off because you know I love a good coupon. You also get a money-back guarantee that if you don't claim back three hours of your week in the first two months, he gives you your money back. Now's your chance to join in on On Time MD and reclaim that time for yourself. So go to drpodcastnetwork.com, On Time MD, and get started. Solo cast time. I'm so excited. I've got about 17 post-it notes in front of me right now. Because <laughs> when ideas come to me, I don't always take the time and get my piece of paper out. I, I love to post-it note it. So we're going to talk today about student loans and how student loans perpetuate your burnout. They make you crispier. And that if you can change just some minor things around student loans your life is going to be so much infinitely better. So I'm going to give you those life hacks today. So think back to your exit interview from med school. You know the one where they set everybody down. They gave you a piece of paper with how much money you had borrowed through school. And they pretty much told all of us that if you default on your loans, the government will come take your job. They will take your license. They will take everything away from you, including your firstborn. At least that's how it felt to me when I was sitting there and listening to it and looking at these exorbitant numbers in front of me thinking, wow, wow, they they told me I would be able to pay these off, but this feels really, really horrible. And that was kind of the start of the student loan drama for me. I don't know about you, but it's a very, very perpetual issue when it comes to being a physician. And I don't care where your politics are. This has nothing to do with this and all the stuff that's going on with it. I really want to get into the thoughts that we have about student loans because they are damaging. You know, things that I hear is that, you know, if I leave without paying my student loans, then I'm not keeping my promises. 
if I change jobs or move into a different industry or try something else and I have student loans, then I'm not doing what I said that I would do when I signed that promissory note. If I leave, then I'm weak. If I leave, how in the world am I ever going to pay all of this money back? Any of these sound familiar? Another one is, I have to stay and suffer because I have loans. I hear that from so many people that I coach with. And I'll be honest, that was a huge thought of mine too. It's like, nope, I just need to suck it up. I just need to keep going because I put my name on the line and I am accountable for it. And you know, when you really dig into that, loans are just a check that was sent to your school to pay for whatever they deemed was valuable. Loans do not have any emotions. They don't care how you feel. Loan officers and finance people do not get wrapped up in this kind of emotion. It's either you pay your monthly payment or you don't. But there's somewhere along the way where we have made student loans mean something morally about us. Like either I'm a bad person because I have loans or I'm a bad person because I can't pay $10,000 a month on my loans or I'm a bad person because I took these loans out and now I want to do something else. Am I hitting home a little bit? (laughs) I just want to push back on that and say, no, you are a different person now than when you sign those promissory notes for loans. Let's just acknowledge it. You're in a different place of life. Things have happened. Experiences have changed you. You couldn't have anticipated where what you were going to be years after signing those promissory notes. And when has it ever been a moral tagging on whether or not you have loans or not? Now, again, I'm from the Midwest. We pay for things in cash. We put down huge deposits because, God forbid, you be in debt to the bank. But the more and more that I learn about finances, there's actually a difference between making smart financial decisions and then just going in debt because you're buying a thousand beanie babies. And I think that comes down to another question too. So many times when we're wrestling with the student loan question, we're really asking ourselves the question of like, did I make a mistake to go to medical school? Did I make a mistake to become a physician? And what we need to do is tease out that these are two separate, totally different issues. Like the loans are there, they've been signed for, it is what it is, very factual. And the other question of like, should I have gone to med school instead of hanging all of this like shame and guilt and like looking at this huge lump sum of money and piling that on top of it, we need to just get really clear and say like, what did my education bring into my life? What opportunities did it show to me? What walkway is it going to pave the way for me in front of me? But so many times we get stuck in the thought distortions because of all of that emotion. So first tangible takeaway from the solo cast today is I really want you to sit down and separate facts from feelings. I talk about this all the time with coaching clients. Like, what are the facts? And then clearly stating them and finding all the feelings that are getting all over the facts, like leeches, and that are just sitting there and sucking on them. We're going to pull all of those off and separate them because when you can get really clear about that, then you can see like, oh, having a loan doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. Take those feelings off. It just means I'm a person with student loans. 
So recently, I've joined a mastermind of my own because I think it's really important that I have my cup filled too. And it's a really, really awesome place. It's actually with high-performing coaches. They are not in healthcare, so it gives me a different perspective. And these are all women who are kicking ass, taking names, and having very successful coaching businesses. I told my husband, like, if this was a basketball team, I would be like number seven or eight on the bench. (laughs) I'm not in the top five starters. And it's actually a really cool place to be and to sit back and see kind of the conversations that we're having. And even with these high achieving professional coaches, when the money issues were brought up, we had a really candid conversation about it. And one of the gals was talking about dealing with, you know, variable income and like all the drama and the thought tornadoes that it comes up with it. And another masterminder member, she said, just go there. Sit with the like, what ifs, like what happens if I quit my job and I still have all these student loans, like go there and sit with it instead of pushing against it and be like, no, 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 I can't even entertain that. Like that is not even a possibility. And I think it's a great idea because so many times we are sitting around with these golden handcuffs on our, our arms that we have the key to, to unlock but we just keep looking at them. We're like, nope, nope, that's just what they are. They're handcuffs. So number one, I want to just encourage you to stop giving your power over to these thoughts and, and pushing them away. You can keep on your way towards your goals, towards the life that you want, in addition to having these loans. They don't have to be strapped to you emotionally. Because here's the thing, and this is just getting pretty open. When I was quitting my job, I was quitting with still about, I don't know, I'd have to dig up the exact numbers. I want to say somewhere between $150,000 and $180,000. And I just could, I was like, what? How can I, how can I even do this? And the wonderful Mr. Wiseman was like, we'll just do minimum payments and we'll just live life with loans. And I was <gasps> like aghast, like, what do you mean? Like, these mean so much. And he was like, Aaron, this takes us like decades to pay off. It takes us decades to pay off. Why Why are you getting so wrapped up that this means something? And I was literally letting those golden handcuffs squeeze and cut off circulation and strangulate me because I was giving them so much power and so much control into my life. When in factuality, we just needed to go look at facts. So number one, stop giving your power over. Number two, I want you to like welcome these thoughts in for a drink. Like just have them come in and sit down and be like, oh, hey, I see you there. Yep. I know you're squawking in my ear about the student loans again, and I'm feeling fearful and discouraged and upset. Okay. MD noted. You remember that in those paper charts when the nurses would call us? in residency or practice like somebody fell or whatever and you'd ask them like any injuries and they'd be like nope just had to tell you and you're like okay right in the chart md aware md noted (laughs) and that's what we need to do with these thoughts we need to not let them have such emotional hooks in us but just be like okay i see you md noted now go take your place in the back of the struggle bus because i'm driving right now you're not driving because you're crazy I'm driving right now and you get to come along on the trip, but you don't get to be squawking in my ear. So again, don't give your power over anymore. Take your power back. 
invite the thoughts in for a drink, acknowledge them, MD noted. And then the fourth thing I want you to do is just do the math. Just find the facts over the feelings. So many times when we get overwhelmed is because we're making assumptions like, oh my God, I guess I probably have like $60,000 worth of interest accrued in this last year. When really you just need to belly up to the bar and see what the facts are. You need to go collect all of your different lenders if you haven't consolidated and just put it out there like this is the amount of money owed. The other thing too is to look on the flip side and to look at your monthly budget and know where is your money going every single month. And another exercise I love for people to do is like, what's the bare minimum? What do you absolutely do have to do to keep the lights on and everybody fed? Nothing extravagant, just normal living. And then what's the gap between where you are now and like minimal living? Because so many times when people are thinking about going part-time or changing a position or going through a transition, what keeps them in fear is like the what ifs. Like, what if I can't find a job that can sustain our cost of living. I'm like, well, your cost of living can change or your income can change. So like there's a couple different factors we can look at with that. The other thing that's really important when you go fact finding is not just looking at the number in your current checking account, but really taking a total of all your total assets. And that first place is to go to the savings account. So many times, you know, we are very responsible with our money and we have money tucked away into savings. And I ask people, what is a savings account for? And they're like, well, when you get on hard times and you need a little bit extra. And then I ask them, would you consider this a hard time? <laughs> You've saved all this money for it. You've been so responsible and, and fiscally solvent. And now is the time that you've come on hard times. So Let's prepare yourself. Let's use this for this time. Worst case scenario, say you quit your job. You don't find anything for a year. You've got to liquidate your retirement. You've got to liquidate other investments. You've got to do all the things. How much money would you be sitting on? And having those numbers can actually give you some comfort to be like, oh, we're actually doing a little bit better than I thought. And yeah, if I have to change this to minimal payments over the next 20 years, that's like, I don't know, three, four hundred, five hundred dollars a month. Okay. Where does that fit in our budget? And again, going to the facts and not letting it mean something about you. Not letting your brain chatter go to the place of like, oh, you're a fucking failure because you're not going to get your loans paid off in five years. But instead being like, okay, I see you. I hear you. MD noted. Now I'm going to drive the struggle bus and you get to sit in the back. And we're going to look at facts over feelings. And the last tip I want to give you is to own it all. Just own it all. Yep, I've got student loans. But yep, I'm also an amazing person who can do amazing, talented things in the work environment, in the home environment. I bring so much value into the world. I am not defined by this one thing, this one label in my life. So important. So if you're having trouble with any of this, I want to encourage you, let's get on a call. Even more so, if you don't want just like a one-time short call, get in the freaking burnt out to badass group. These are the things that we are tackling, the real life shit that really matters stuff. Because you need this, friend, because no longer do you need to be chained down by student loans, suffering and grinding away for another eight years in your life. 
You can have that freedom now. All you need is a little bit of support, separating facts from feelings, doing it with someone who's already done it for themselves, and so many other people. I can help you. I can help you. Just let me. All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of this money rant. It's so important because money really is always available to us. And we are becoming more successful each and every day. We really are. We do not have to be held down by these preconceived thought distortions that we have in our lives. What it's like to hang out in a group with me, to catch me live in person and around all the other amazing women who listen to this podcast. Well, I want to invite you to our monthly free, totally free masterclass that happens the last Sunday of every single month at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's right. So much fun, so much collective goodness all in one place. We're still doing the Be Happy Now series. And so I break down a topic each month that will help propel you into living a life where you can be freaking happy now. So if interested, jump on the website, burntouttobadass.com and sign up for this next month's masterclass. I can't wait to see you there. Before we end, though, remember, saving some dough, go get that 15% off using the code 2021 on On Time ND with Dr. Phil Boucher. Gain back some control in your practice, in your life, in your focus, and on your time. So go to drpodcastnetwork.com backslash on time MD. Use that code. And remember, seriously, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. <laughs>